we have to go to signal if we want to talk to him because he's not going to use whatsapp anymore he's leaving the platform and signal is you know essentially more secure that way and this is a trend it has started ever since bollywood actor deepika padukone's whatsapp texts were leaked on the internet and many have done this but it's not a today trend you know we could peg it to deepika padukone's leaks but it has been happening for quite a while i mean there are so many tweets where people saying oh look so many people are joining telegram but all you ever see is notification saying hey so and so has joined telegram but nobody ever chats there and this also had happened last year when the pegasus hack had happened with whatsapp so essentially there is this lack of trust on whatsapp now believe it or not whatsapp used to be super trusted a long long time ago and then of course facebook bought it but it was trusted at a time so what's changing now i mean one thing that a lot of people sort of make a mistake with here is that whatsapp hasn't been hacked in all of these things in the sense that when whatsapp says that i am end to end encrypted and i am secure they are still right there but just like any corporate they're not basically giving you the big picture in a way so end to end encryption basically protects you from something called a man in the middle attack where the attacker will place himself between you and the whatsapp server or the whatsapp server and the receiver of course that's electronically done that's called a man in the middle attack so when a text goes from your phone to a receiver's phone there is a whatsapp server in between now Generally speaking the WhatsApp server itself is the man in the middle as well. So technically the company who's providing you the service could read the text. But end to end encryption just ensures that nobody except the sender and receiver can read the text. Not WhatsApp, not Facebook, not a man in the middle, nobody except you and your friend. And that works. But end to end encryption only works for messages that are in transit. It does not protect against physical access. So If I have your phone, if I can access your phone, if I know your passcode, then I basically have access to everything inside the phone. There is no other way to protect. And I spoke to quite a few security experts in this. A lot of them are friends of mine, and they also told me there's no simple way to do it. To be clear, there are some ways where you can be a little more protected. For example, WhatsApp has a backup file on your phone as well and if you are into reverse engineering if you do know technology that well then there are ways to encrypt that backup file as well so that somebody who's accessing your phone will not be able to access the backup file there are of course things like putting the passcode again on whatsapp but let's face it if i have your passcode i have access to whatsapp so physical access does not really change So evidently WhatsApp is not at fault when it comes to physical access. Can they do something more? Maybe, you never know. That nobody has found 
very good solutions to it yet, but perhaps they can. But what I've learned over time is that the reason people are leaving WhatsApp and the reason a lot of people do not want to trust WhatsApp has nothing to do with the technology, so to speak, and it has everything to do with the company itself. Now, if you speak to security experts, there are many who will tell you that WhatsApp has done a lot to protect user privacy. But there are also as many that will tell you that the mere fact that Facebook owns WhatsApp is enough to not trust them. Facebook, of course, has had really, really big problems when it comes to privacy. I mean, multiple times we've seen Facebook violate user privacy or harm users in some other way. And that does affect WhatsApp's credibility, so to speak, as well. In fact, a few years ago when Yan Koom, who's the founder of WhatsApp when he left the company. There were rumors that Coombe left because he also had concerns over how Facebook treats privacy. So it's not unimaginable. Now one thing a lot of people tell me is that WhatsApp has backdoors built in. A backdoor is basically the equivalent of say you've left the house and you've put a padlock on the door but you left the window open. The backdoor is that window. Basically, nobody can get by the padlock, but they can just open the window and get through. And this is what the Indian government has asked WhatsApp to do, and WhatsApp has repeatedly said no, and they've pushed back against it. Many other governments have also asked it. The problem with backdoors is that once they're made, you really can't keep them hidden. Somebody or the other will definitely find it. They'll reverse engineer the code, they'll look at the APK, and eventually they will find the backdoor. So the government says that build that backdoor and give it only to us. Nobody else needs to have it. And of course the government says, trust us, we will only use it legally. But whether you can trust this government is yet another podcast altogether. Anyway, the problem with backdoors is just that, that once you built it, you've opened the Pandora box. And WhatsApp has pushed against it. However, it seems like people don't believe WhatsApp. Somehow, people do not have trouble believing that Signal and Telegram have not made backdoors. Now, there are multiple reasons for that. A. Signal has endorsements from people like Edward Snowden, who are known to be very privacy conscious. Also, Telegram has openly spoken out against governments. WhatsApp, on the other hand, has Facebook. WhatsApp has repeatedly worked with governments because of all the business interests they have. And it seems people find it really difficult to believe that with all the business interests they have in various countries, they will not eventually give in to governments. Another reason is that what WhatsApp says is that they use the Signal protocol for encryption, which is an open source protocol. So the idea here is that when you use an open source protocol, it's even more difficult to build a backdoor because someone or the other could catch you. Why? Because the code for that encryption is available openly. So anybody can go see it. And if they have the technical know-how, they could technically catch you. What WhatsApp does not tell you is that WhatsApp's entire code is closed source. It's not open source, which means that when they use the signal protocol, it is part of their code. Nobody knows how WhatsApp has implemented the signal protocol. All they're saying is that they took the signal protocol, that is that code, and they put it within their own code. So they may have changed it in some way. They may have they may have improved the encryption or yeah, they could have built the back door. So at the end of the day, it really comes down to taking WhatsApp's word for it. And it does not seem like people want to do that, especially with Facebook's name attached to it. Anyway, 
while we are talking about apps there's also a second thing that's going on in india so a few days ago google mysteriously decided that they need to clarify their play billing policy now google repeated again and again that listen this is a long standing policy we're just clarifying it and everybody was like but why what google had to say was that anybody who sells digital content through the google play store will have to use play billing and hence pay google the 30% commission that it charges now sure apple also does that two things struck people here a why are you saying this now if it's a long standing policy google wouldn't really answer that b there is a big part of the developer community of app makers and startups who do not like the commission and it is looked at as unfair that's not just for google it is looked at as unfair for apple as well there are big antitrust cases going on globally against apple for the app store commissions the biggest one being against gaming giant epic games which just happened and it is ongoing at the moment with what google is doing the entire debate has come to india and indian developers have suddenly gone on to twitter and started saying we need an indian app store somehow though it doesn't seem like an indian app store is going to be a solution and the obvious reason for that is of course the fact that everybody downloads apps from the play store so you can definitely make an app store but it will make no difference because people don't download it and there are examples of this the government has something called the mseva app store which has somewhere over a thousand apps and 85 million downloads but isn't this the first time you heard of that app store that's the problem samsung has something called the samsung galaxy app store xiaomi has the mi app store there are so many vivo has vivo app store but nobody ever uses them and all of them are on these companies phones and google very happily uses all of this to say that look we have so much competition you can go to all of those app stores What Google does not tell you here is that when you make an Android phone if you want to use something called Google Mobile Services which includes something as important as Google Maps and many other things you have to have the Play Store on the phone and that is how Google builds their monopoly legally speaking Google is not in the wrong they own the gate and they are the gatekeepers and they have built it over time so the gatekeeper has the right to have their own policy problem is that there are no laws regulating it so you may build an indian app store there is basically nobody to tell google hey you're wrong and while globally there have been antitrust debates around this even governments are looking at this now us has an antitrust subcommittee which is set up on this the eu is looking at it very closely india hasn't done much and it doesn't seem like we will just yet having said that with all the startup founders coming up it might be time for us to really talk about this entire problem because it really is a problem but when we say talk about it if you're saying build an indian app store then the same problem arises who will manage that app store will the government manage that app store sure if the government manages that app store then what stops the government from misusing that app store from putting in backdoors as we spoke about earlier or for any other nefarious purposes will a private entity hold it again if a private entity holds it then who regulates it who makes sure that the commissions are low and so on and so forth so there are a lot of problems here what we really need is a lot of people talking about it a lot of thoughtful conversation around it 
and we really need the competition commission of india to step in and say okay we are going to come and regulate it let's hope that happens soon so that's it for today i shall be back this very week with another segment where i take on some misconceptions about technology until then tell me what you want me to cover you can find me on twitter and instagram at undertaker Yes, you heard that right. It's U N D E R T E C H E R. Or you can write to me at podcast at hindustantimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.